every head bowed. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you because of who you are. Because you made a way for us out of no way. We thank you. We give your name praise, glory, and honor. Now, Lord, once again, your servant stands to carry out the assignment that you have placed on me these last 48 and a half years. Um, I pray that you would give strength to my body. I, I pray that you would think with my mind and speak with my tongue the things that you have for us. I pray that your anointing would rest on your servant. And then I pray for those that shall hear your word today through your humble servant. I pray that minds, eyes, ears, hearts, and souls would be open to receive your word. That it might be applied to our lives. That we might continue to have a closer walk with you. We thank you, we bless you, we honor you. And we do indeed give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because you're so good. Thank you. Bless us now is our prayer. It is in the name of Jesus that we do ask and we do pray and the people of God everywhere said amen. One more time, can you give God a great praise? Revelations chapter 7 verses 9 through 12 
Again, I'm reading from the King James Version. It reads as follows. After this I beheld and lo, a great multitude which no man could number of all nations and all kindreds and all people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands, and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb. And all the angels stood round about the throne, and about the elders and the four beasts, and fell before the throne on their faces, and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Amen, blessing, and glory, and wisdom, and thanksgiving, and honor, and power, and might, be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of God from the people of God. Thanks be to God. May be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk from the subject today. It's time for a celebration. Tell the person close to you, it's time for a celebration. It's time for a celebration. I might ask us, and somebody might ask you, what brought you here on this day? As we celebrate Palm Sunday, 2022. Was it the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? I know it was the blood. Why else would you get up early, dress yourself for worship, and make it your business, even when there's the possibility of maybe having some inclement weather? This day is Palm Sunday. And thanks be to God, there's, there's, we have a nice day today. It might be a little chilly. Uh, we might get some, some, some inclement weather a little bit later on, but we are here today. Amen. And there are those of you that are watching me via social media. You're listening to me uh, via a conference call telephone. Uh, uh, I'm here to let you know that, 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 that we are here because it is time for a celebration. It is indeed time for us to get ourselves together and celebrate. We've been going through now for a little bit over two years. We've had to deal with the pandemic. We've had to deal with COVID-19. We had to deal with prices rising and inflation going up. We've had to deal with the loss of loved ones. But you know what? time to celebrate. And the reason I say it's time to celebrate is because God has been too good to us. Uh, I, I look at the, the, this, this, this scripture that's before us today and uh, I looked at, I thought about using for a topic at one time a lofty celebration. 
And uh, and although it is a lofty celebration, you might not think so, but if we take a real good look at this word lofty, we will see that it will help us with this celebration. Uh, it, it's a lofty celebration. Not so much of the coming king, but of our king who has come already, who has wrestled with Satan for our salvation. We celebrate, my brothers and sisters, because Jesus was willing to travel a painful path through the streets of Jerusalem, knowing he would face a wicked tribunal, extreme brutality, and even death on a cross. I need to be clear, ladies and gentlemen, about this word lofty again. Because lofty has a double meaning. It can mean patronizing. It can mean arrogant. It can mean condescending. But it can also mean grand and noble and sincerely dignified. Today's celebration is all of the latter and more. Today is a lofty, a grand, a noble, a dignified, and sincere celebration. Because it, because it is a celebration of our salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know about any of you, but I come today to rejoice. How many of you come to rejoice today? I come to rejoice. The story of Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem conjures up thoughts of a familiar Bible story. Thoughts of the cheering multitude waving palms in the air to declare Jesus as their Messiah. They were acknowledging that their Savior had come. But what is our celebration all about? Today... Today, on this Palm Sunday celebration, this is a prerequisite, if you might say. It is what I would like to call a practice session, a rehearsal. All right, it's our chance to rehearse for the real celebration on the day when the saints of God will rally around the throne room to celebrate our King of Kings and our Lord of Lords. What a contrast that real celebration will be to our worship on today. For here, I want to just show us about this celebration on that day. Because number one, on that day, the crowd will not be able to be numbered. The crowd will not be able to be numbered. Uh, 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 the Bible tells us in our lesson that Revelation says it will be a great multitude which no man can number. As we look around here in the sanctuary, as we look around even on our social media page, we might wonder, where will all these people come from? Our worshiping crowd may seem a bit thin right now. And it's been tough trying to navigate the realities of COVID-19, uh, of the Delta variant and the Omicron variant. Yes, it has. But Jesus' church has been forced to move from inside its walls to outside the realm of familiarity. 
of the empty seats, our poor Facebook live performance, our thin Zoom meeting in attendance, our meaningless conference call attendance, are all a reminder that we have much work to do to build up the kingdom of God. Some of our denominations seem to think the crowd documented in Revelation will be made up of just them. But genuine religion knows nothing of denominations or divisions. People went to heaven by the millions long before churches and chapels even existed. John's Revelation says that the celebration of all celebrations will have a crowd so large it will be not be able to be numbered. It will not be able to be measured. And it will not be able to be calculated. For it is going to be a crowd that has been increasing ever since the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that crowd is still increasing. Watch this. Somebody's mother is going to be there. Come on, stay with me today, y'all. Somebody's father is going to be there. Somebody's wife is going to be there. Somebody's husband is going to be there. Somebody's child might be there. Somebody's grandmother might be there. Somebody's grandfather might be there. But the question really is going to be, are you going to be there for that great celebration? I don't know about you, but the old saints used to sing a song that said, I want to be ready. I want to be, I think I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I want to be ready. I want to be ready to walk in Jerusalem. Just like John. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, I, I, I want to be ready, my brothers and sisters, when Jesus comes. And I don't know about any of you today, but I'm trying in order. I'm trying my best to live so that God can continue to use me while I'm here on this earth. Because I want to go see Jesus one day. I don't know about any of you. I don't know what what your plan is. I I don't know if you're coming to play church or if you really want to have church. But my whole point is, my brothers and sisters, I'm on my way. Because I want to be in that number. I want to be in that number. That number that no man is going to be able to number. On that day, my brothers and sisters, that crowd will not be able to number. But also, on that day, my second point, on that day, my brothers and sisters, all races, all creeds, in all colors, we're going to be worshiping together. Our lesson tells us today and puts it this way. It says all nations and kindred and people and tongues. I know it's hard to fathom because we're so divided down here. The earth is a giant theater of life and action with people separated
by space and by time. We're separated by relationship and culture. And especially by national distinction. We see each other as different. We see each other as unique. And sometimes we see each other even as barbarian. But the heavenly population that John is espousing in our lesson text today is made up of people of all of these groups. You don't have to be from an industrialized nation. You can be from a third world country. You don't have to be able to read or write. You can be illiterate. You don't have to live in a nice house with a fine car. You can live under a bridge. This heavenly crowd has no distinction. There are no Brits, there's no uh, uh, Frenchmen, there's no Americans, there's no Blacks, there's no Whites, there's no Catholics, there's no Baptists, there's no Hebrews, there's no Muslims, there's no Jehovah's Witnesses, there's no Pentecostals. Down, down here, we all have our own space where we express our preferences, but I tell brothers and sisters, where every day it's going to be Sunday and the Sabbath will have no end. There will be only one people and there will be only one worship. Do you want to fit in when you get there? I think we all make it our business to develop a love for humanity. Not a love for our country. Not a love for our family. Help me Holy Ghost. Not a love, mm, Lord Jesus, for our denomination. Not a love for our nationality. I oh Lord, help me, Jesus. Are you ready? Uh, not a love even for our neighborhood. Uh, for that would be too narrow of a love. But we've got to develop a love for all humanity. An agape love. An unconditional love. We got to love everybody. And we got to love everyone with the same love that Jesus has loved us. When you were lost, Jesus rescued from the perishing. When you were sinking in sin, Jesus threw you out of lifeline. When you were buffeted by trials, Jesus was your bridge over troubled water. And I'm here to tell you today that He is the same for every man. Every woman, every boy, and every girl. It doesn't matter who you are. You can be Chinese. You can be Japanese. You can be Lebanese. It doesn't matter who you are. You can be Russian. You can be Indian. Or you can be Ukrainian. It doesn't matter what you do. You can speak Spanish. You can speak English. Or you Turkish. What I'm trying to say is, my brothers and sisters, if you want in when you get to heaven, you've got to learn to love everybody. You've got to practice down here what you will do up there. Can I get a witness in this house? Hallelujah. On that day, when we have that great celebration, hold on a second. On that day, when we have that great celebration, we don't know the number. Hallelujah. On that day, in that great 
celebration. There will be no races, no creeds, and no colors because we all going to worship together. And then finally on that day, we will, we will be on that day. Our glory worship will escape description. What it says is we don't know what it's going to be like. We don't know what it's going to look like. John paints this picture and he tells us that while he is exiled on the island of Patmos, his words are a first-hand account coming from God through the person of the Holy Ghost and the voice of an angel. John did not take shorthand. He had to spell out every word plainly and accurately for a multi-millennial preservation. It is emblematic, it is an emblematic description of the highest distinction. I'm wondering today if John had to record our worship, if he had to record our worship today, I wonder what he would write down. Would John write down that the seniors which the kids would sit down and be quiet. I wonder if John would write down that that somebody was falling asleep during the sermon. I wonder what John would write. Would John write that the head kept turning to see what time it was. I wonder what John would write. I wonder if he would write that the songs were sung were too short because the saints would not sing. I wonder what John would write. I wonder if he would write that the people were actively engaged on their cell phones and on social media accounts. I wonder today what John would write. I wonder if he would write that the people left worship before the benediction. John says in his heavenly vision that they stood before the throne and before the Lamb. They were clothed with white robes, palms in their hands. They stood to acknowledge the moral goodness and excellence of their creator. Come on. They stood. They were clothed in white, a symbol of purity. They inherited as children their redeemer. They raised their palms a symbol of victory. My brothers and sisters, we need to be grateful. We need to be thankful. We need to be joyful. We need to realize that a real celebration we need to know what it's going to be like. The sign of singers that they cried amen. Blessing and glory. Wisdom and thanksgiving and salvation and power and might be unto our God forever and forever.